Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I want to tell you a story. When I was a teenager, my mom and dad entered me in a tree climbing competition. My father worked for a company that bought mature trees that were growing on large parcels of land. His company harvested the trees and then sold them to lumber companies throughout the United States. My parents entered me in the company junior division tree climb. Any employee that had kids could enter them in the tree climbing competition. The tree I would be climbing was stripped of all bark and branches, and it was 62 feet high. The number one rule with regards to climbing the tree was that your legs had to be wrapped around the tree as you climbed up and then down the tree. Norm on the day of the competition, my dad gave me the medal he once won during the very same tree climb when he was my age. I pinned the medal onto my shirt and waited for my name to be called. When it was my turn to climb the tree, my parents clapped and yelled and gave me the thumbs up. I wanted to win the tree climb for them. I positioned my legs around the tree and waited for the air horn to sound off. Norm, I made it to the top of the tree in 16 seconds by moving my legs up and down, while at the same time holding onto the tree with my arms. I was in the lead. However, I wasn't able to come down the tree as fast as I went up. As I descended the tree I encountered huge unexpected pink branches, and on three separate occasions those pink branches went point blank into my cunt. On the first occasion one of those pink branches disappeared as I approached it and then it reappeared as my vagina was directly over where the branch once was. As the pink tree branch reemerged from the hole in the tree, it tore through my pants and panties and hammered out my juicy pussy for over 20 minutes. I didn't understand what was happening. My body was violently moving up and down as I clung onto the tree. I found myself moaning aloud and unable to descend. The spectators below thought I was snagged on a big splinter. Eventually the pink branch went back into the tree, and I was once again able to descend down the tree. As I descended, I encountered another enormous pink branch. The pink branch went into the tree as I approached, and when my snatch was directly over where I had previously seen it, the pink branch exploded out of the hole in the tree, and it drove itself deep into my delicious pussy. I was in that spot clutching onto the tree for over 10 minutes. My body was jerking up and down and I was moaning aloud uncontrollably until the pink branch suddenly disappeared. The crowd below thought I had encountered another tree splinter. Everyone was excited about how I was able to free myself and keep going even though the winner had been declared 30 minutes earlier. The competition spectators were chanting my name over and over. I was overwhelmed by the crowd's support. My vagina ached but I kept working my way down the tree. Norm, I took another huge pink branch to the cunt before I was able to dismount the tree and run bow-legged to the rope that rang the bell when pulled. I thought these pink branches were deliberate obstacles put in the tree by the organizers to trip up the tree climb competitors. But I was wrong. According to the local sheriff, three Mexicans had climbed inside the tree prior to the tree climbing competition. Each Mexican banged out my tight pussy with their big dick as I descended down the tree. I took a dick thousands of times before my feet hit the ground. What I thought were pink tree branches were in actuality enormous Mexican dicks. I didn't win the tree climbing competition, but the event manager said there was over 5 gallons of cum inside my cunt. She told my parents that a gallon of cum weighs over 8 pounds. I was a virgin, and I weighed 100 pounds when I went up that tree, and when I came down the tree, I was a 140-pound bull-legged whore. I have an audio clip of what it sounded like as I clutched onto that tree. I'll play it now.
That is the end of the audio clip. For that extra hardship, the judges awarded me an honorable mention blue ribbon and they gave me a carton of Marlboro cigarettes. My dad bought the tree that I climbed that day and he had it installed in our backyard. Sometimes when I'm sitting at the kitchen table eating cereal, I think I see big dicks poke out of it. But I know I'm only imagining it. Norm, it's time for me to go. I'm going to the roller rink with my black friend. Please call me back when you get this message. All my friends call me cum panty. You can call me cum panty too. <coughs> Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-looting-free, Norm Augustinus. Hang on, will ya? Please understand that there's something so subversive, subversive, so horrible, so undermining that's going on in this country, so unspeakable that nobody ever talks about it. It's never talked about. It's not advertised on billboards along I-75 or if you're going out west. It's not advertised that way. It's not on signs that are painted on the sides of buildings. It's not anywhere. It's not in front of stores on big fucking signs, cardboard, a sale of the fucking week, whatever they're selling. It's not anywhere. It's so, so horrible, so despicable. There's something like that that's going on nonstop, 24 hours a day in this country, mostly the U.S. The rest of the world, it's okay. Ireland's especially okay. Best looking bitches you ever saw. Big flaming fucking looking crotches. Red pubic hair. You stick your cock in there. Looks like there's a little fucking fire just above your cock. And it really builds you up as a man. You think, wow, I'm pumping this bitch so hard, so fastly, so steadfast. I'm gobsmacked. I've started a small fucking fire right down by her fuckhole. You see that red pubic hair. There's something so subversive, so twisted, and it goes on night and day, night and day, and will never stop, not even when the fucking world ends, if it ever ends, probably the governments will end, not the world. When it eventually just stops, it'll still be going on. It's that twisted. It'll make you actually want to puke, maybe, maybe want to vomit, lock your fucking doors. That's what I do. It's that bad. It involves something. It has something to do with something. It especially involves chicks, American women. I don't know how they are in other countries. Are there other countries other than America? I really don't know. It especially involves women. They're heading to the north. They're going to the south. They're going to the west. They're going to the east. They're traveling out to the UK. They're going to fucking islands. They're going all over the place. Maybe Russia. All kinds of places. Fucking islands are out there. Wherever they're at. They're flying there. 
They're flying there. They're walking, whatever they have to do. They're driving bikes. It's something so unspeakable that they don't speak about it. You don't read about it. They don't have things about it to, to do it with. It's, it's that horribly twisted. And you're going to say, what is it, Norm? Man, it's something. <clears throat> it's something so horrible. It's something so shocking, something that never ends. It just keeps on going and going and going like a well that produces oil and they never fucking stop the pump. It just keeps producing oil, never stops. And it's it's really got me freaked out, man. I mean, I'm fucking getting, I'm getting scared, man, just even talking about it with you right now. Man, I don't even know if I can fucking go on anymore. I don't know if I should, what I should do at this point. It's so, it's so, I can hardly speak about it. And what is it? It involves women. It never ends. And anything horrible, anything dark, anything the underbelly of whatever you could think of, worse than fucking coffins and exposed caskets and bodies, even worse than that, it involves chicks. And it involves something that is 12 inches long and two inches in fucking diameter. Man, what is it? It's a dick. That's all a chick looks for. It's a goddamn machine. It never stops. All they do night and day for fucking infinity till this planet ends or till their cunt dries up, gets rock fucking hard atrophies. I gotta use gels and oils and creams to pry that cunt open. They won't even stop then. I read an article that said nursing home sex is out of control. And who wants to fucking pry open some old bag of shit's fucking gash? I don't have any idea. She'd be hitting her head with a sledgehammer, not fucking it. How do you pleasure something that dried up? It's like fucking a, a fucking old mummy or some shit, a sarcophagus. You pop open to something, let's fuck it. Chicks are in a vigil right now all around you. They're fucking walking around, right? They're walking. They, they're just walking down a sidewalk or down a trail. And they're walking with their expensive shoes on. They're, the outfit that has been fucking pre-planned for them. In every commercial, and every fucking movie there is, and every magazine, they got that exact outfit on. And they're walking down some trail or some sidewalk, hoping to bump onto you so they can take your dick. They're looking for dick nonstop. They're pretending to be walking on a trail. They don't know nothing. Let's be honest. I mean, they don't know nothing, but they're good at pretending they do. They're walking down a sidewalk, down a trail. Look at me. I'm fit. I happen to bump into a dick. I'll suck it. It's 12 inches long, 2 inches in diameter. What kind of a fucking mind, what kind of a biological being, what kind of a species could take a fucking sledgehammer handle and shove it into their cunt and they actually dream of that act? I can't. I couldn't do that ever. Neither could you. Walking down a trail. If I could just get a 12-inch long dick, I'd be happy. They're thinking about it. And as they're thinking about it, with their nonstop internal dialogue about conversations they had here, 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 and here that never end. That's how a bitch's mind is. As they're thinking about it, they occasionally stop for a commercial about taking a 10-inch dick. And they hear all these dialogues. As they're thinking of the dick, dick they can hear themselves dick. breathing hard as they're imagining taking a dick. Ah. Dick. Ah. 
Dick. Uh, and somewhere in there, some conversation comes in. Dick. Dick. D-I-C-K. Dick. Dick. They're walking around Dick. on a trail hoping to bump into Dick. a goddamn rube like you. Dick. You idiot. You fucking imbecile. You're so dense, so obtuse, so vulnerable. I'm so lonely, Norm. I'm so lonely. They'll try every fucking gimmick as they're looking for this dick, this 10 inches, 12 inch long thing that's 2 inches in diameter. They'll get a fucking e-bike. They got an e-bike. They're driving down the road. They got their e-bike on, hoping you look at them. I'm on something that creates buzz. A minute ago, she was walking. She's walking, and she's walking with things that are she's wearing that will create buzz. Big brand names, designer names, expensive tennis shoes create buzz because on her own, all she is is a fucking concubine. That's all she is, isn't she? Big hole, big fucking tits that they've turned into sex fucking tools, and really they're just big hanging bags of milk. Big hanging bags of milk and a hole for a kid to pop out of. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'll poke your fucking eyes out. That's what I often say. She's on her e-bike. It'll bring her a little buzz. Look at me. I'm on an e-bike. Wait a minute. I don't have the good e-bike. I got to get the e-bike with a big brand that everybody's going nuts over. I got a piece of shit here I bought from fucking Timu or from fucking Amazon. It's all junk. Chink's got our number. Make it look good. Give it away for half cost. Everybody here buys a shit. It's all goddamn junk. Junk. Driving around on her e-bike. I got the special seat that's getting all the attention. It's got the designer name on it. I've got my designer clothing on as I'm on my e-bike. I'm fucking, I am conscious of the environment. Look at me save the fucking environment. Is that right? Because the women last year, they say, contributed one trillion bloody tampons into landfills last year alone. One trillion bloody tampons. Most of those tampons have eggs in them. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do when the landfills eventually rebel and the eggs come to life from these tampons and these freaks come out of the ground and we have to fight these things like some kind of internal civil war. They don't care. They worry about that. The fucking whatever that is. The e-bike. I got my e-bike, man. Look at me. If the e-bike doesn't get them attention, what will they do? They'll get a fucking electric car. A muskmobile. Look at everybody looking at me. What the fuck are you looking at her for? Did she design it? Did she create it? Did she stamp it out? Is she got the plastic injection mold? By association, she's getting looked at. Because on their own, they ain't fuck. Take their makeup off. Leave their fucking... Their strap-on, what do they call that thing? Their maxi pad, their sanitary napkin belt. That's what they wear. They got a belt around their waist with big clips hanging down to their knees that hold on a fucking big towel between their legs. They're walking around. I don't know, maybe that went out. I just threw that in there for color, fuck sick. Maybe that went out, but there's probably some bitches still doing that. She's on her electric car. Look at her. She's going by. What she's really saying is, I need 10 inches now. I need 12 inches now. I need 2 inches in diameter, even bigger if I can take it. I need it crammed into my fuck hole. I'll pull over tonight and fuck it. I'll pull over tonight and invite it to my house, on my bed, and we'll fuck there. What kind of a mind? What kind of a species is this? You should be spooked out beyond spooked out. The horror of horrors. Literally gobsmacked at what you're facing when you walk past a bitch. 
She's been in bars numerous times, hundreds of times, at some late hour, and picked up some dick and brought it back. All she wanted was his 12 inches. Legs are pulled back, the kneecaps hitting her ears, her eyes are rolled back like a shark fucking eating a trigger fish, and here comes the dick. There it is. She's got the dick. Ding, 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 ding. If the fucking car doesn't do it for her, she might get a skateboard. Maybe she'll bump into a skateboarder. I got a top designer skateboard. Look at how irregular it is. I'm just a girl. They're always a girl when they need to be a girl. Getting slapped around by a cop, there's suddenly a woman and a girl. I'm just a fucking girl, man. Look at me. I'm on my skateboard. It's a designer skateboard. <laughs> and they're skating, and maybe they'll crash into somebody. If they can crash into him, they will suck his cock. They will take all 10 or 12 inches. They didn't randomly do that. That's how they pull you, and that's how goddamn dumb you are, imbecile. Nothing they do is random. They want dick. If the car doesn't do it, what will they do? They'll say this. I've heard it a million times. There's no dick out here tonight. The place is dead. This is what a chick will say. The bar's dead. Whatever place, it's dead here. Let's get out of here. Got a dildo waiting for me at home next to a nice cold Pepsi Cola. I got a dildo there. I'm going to go forget it. It's dead. The place is dead. If it's dead long enough, they'll get on a fucking airplane. An airplane, they'll fly out to fucking UK, London, all kinds of places. Islands, they'll fly out there. They'll find some dick there. What kind of a fucking mind, what kind of a freak, an animal is driven by the idea that someone will hammer a stump between her fucking legs like a vampire. Kill a vampire with a big stump, a big fucking stake in its heart. Except you can't kill this vampire with a stake in its cunt, your dick. It actually thrives with the dick. That's the dangerous part. You can't fucking kill them, man. They keep going and going and going until fucking it's all over. You'll be long dead and she'll be taking dick on your social security, your 401k plan. She'd be taking dick then. I'm in an airplane. I'm at fucking 30, 40,000 feet and I'm feet and I'm flying at 600 miles an hour. That's why they made the fucking airplane to get the chick to the dick as soon as possible. You don't dare give them not what they desire, what they want immediately. You know why they cleared out the Indian out west? It wasn't because the Indians were savages. They weren't savages. They were trying to defend where they lived, their house. It was because bitches wouldn't go east. They couldn't build there. They couldn't make the East grow. They wouldn't go out there till the savages were all the fuck gone. And that's what they did. That's why they wiped them out. Because they wanted to make money out there. Bitches caused that. It's the same goddamn plight that the alligator's on. Bitches are now complaining more than ever as they're getting their selfie shot next to an alligator and they're cut in half. And you know, by the way, more times than not, they find the torso of the chick's cunt floating in the water when the alligator took her in. Her selfie's on there. She's laughing. She's getting fans and love and hate from all fucking kinds of strangers. But her goddamn torso is floating in the pond of the lake that the alligator pulled her into. Now, why does this prehistoric creature, why doesn't he want her cunt? Why does he stay away from her cunt? Because he knows. He knows it's trouble. He doesn't want to go down there. He don't want nothing to do with it. It stinks of a history longer than the fucking history of him, his prehistoric time on this planet. He doesn't want that. The torso's always abandoned. We'll get rid of that. They're going to get rid of alligators. All alligators, because bitches don't want it. 
And every time a chick goes in the water, she's cut in half because she's bleeding all over the place. They're pushing more and more for the extinction of the fucking, the, the fucking, um, not the alligator, but the shark. They're pushing for that. The sharks will be eliminated because bitches don't want them. And you're being eliminated now, fuckstick. They don't want you no more. They're in your airplane, suitcase full of dildos, creams, fucking spoons, grinders, all kinds of shit. And they're flying, they're going to dick. Look at them go to dick. And who's driving the plane? Dick. Dick's getting them to dick. I gotta get to dick. I had some great conversations with this fucker. I've built up some great this imaginary scenarios in my mind. I got to get out there. He's got some dick. He may have some money in his fucking bank account. And I can clean it out when I got the dick in my ass. They're flying an airplane. It's going faster and faster to get the chick to dick. I wouldn't fly across the fucking street for a bitch. And you probably wouldn't either. I don't fucking got to fly anywhere. They're coming to me in droves. And even before they didn't come to me in droves, I wouldn't have flown nowhere for no bitch. I'd have just walked in someplace. They'd have saw my 15.5 pounds, my huge pounds of meat down there, the big bulge, and they'd have saw that, and it would have been no problem because they want dick. And I know what they want because I've got years and years of experience, truckloads of experience. They've wiped everything out. Men have done this for bitches. Now it's time to get smart. Goddamn whales are gone because they made perfume out of whales. I talked about this before. To, to mask the stink of the woman's pussy because she couldn't get dick if that pussy kept fucking cooking with any goddamn man around it. It's always fucking cooking. It's always running at about 350 degrees. It's on preheat, ready to go to full burn when your dick goes in it. It's always there, so it's stinking up the place. What happens when you leave something in the oven too long? It starts to burn, starts to smell, doesn't it? And that's with regards to a chick. I lived in New York City for years, right off fucking Central Park. And every time you walked in Central Park, some bitch was out there with her fucking pussy lips and her goddamn camel toes, and she's got a kite in her hand, and she's running around the park on a big lawn out there and looking for dick. Look at my kite. You're looking up at her kite. Look, there's a kite. The idea that kite is was invented for this. You're looking at the kite like I would. You're looking at a kite that's up in the sky, you're in New York City or whatever city you live in, and you say to yourself, well, that's a nifty kite, look at it. But then you follow the string down, and they've started making all kinds of colored string years ago. You follow the string down, it's like a fucking point or it's like an arrow, and you follow it down and down and down, and what do you see? Some chick in tight shorts and her big goddamn jugs there. She's controlling something. She's trying to reel you in. She's fishing for what? She's fishing for dick. It's spooky. It's spooky that there's a species on this planet that also tells you that she's, she'll insist on how an intellectual she is, how cutting edge she is. How can you be all those things when the only thing that matters to you is something that's 12 inches long and 2 inches in diameter and it's in somebody's pants buried in a ball of hair? They got to have that. How can you be intellectual? Hey, what are you doing today? Uh, nothing. I'm going here. I'm going to go there. I got this to do. You know, I tell them, shut up. You're looking for dick. You're out here looking for dick. You're fishing for dick. Have you got any dick? Have you got any? They'll run up charge cards, five and ten thousand dollars, looking for dick. Can you imagine that you would dream about this if you were a female? This is what a female dreams, thinks about. She thinks about being on all fours with some stranger behind her with 12 inches of meat, his dick jammed into her asshole. 
Is that normal, I ask you? I mean, is that normal? I used to know a chick a long time ago, and she tried not to partake in that, though she did many times, she told me, and the way she curbed herself off of that kind of twisted appetite, that dark, satanic appetite, was she would take toilet paper rolls out of fucking hotel and motel rooms. Even paper towel rolls. Sometimes cheap hotels or motels have paper towel rolls. You take all the paper towel off of it. They're about 12 inches long. And she'd wrap that thing in all kinds of goddamn lunch meat. It was wrapped in lunch meat. Honest to God. All kinds of lunch meat. And I said, how'd you do that? Why would you do that? She said, first I would pack the, the toilet paper roll or the fucking paper towel roll. I'd pack it with sand outside my door, whatever motel I was at hotel I was at. She'd pack it with sand to give the paper towel the toilet paper roll to give it some kind of weight, some kind of meatiness, some kind of heaviness, much like a dick, at least like my dick. Then she said she'd wrap all kinds of fucking, all kinds of lunch meat around the toilet paper roll, around the fucking paper towel roll. She'd wrap the lunch meat around it. I said, how'd you keep the lunch meat wrapped around it? She said, I used to use super glue, and there were times when I would use a needle and thread. She always carried an emergency needle and thread kit because she traveled. She was a, bus- she was a big businesswoman. She'd carry that shit with her. And she'd actually take the needle and thread and sew the lunch meat together and make her own goddamn dick. I said, well, what was your favorite, your favorite lunch meat to make these dicks? She said, I used to like salami. I said, why'd you like salami? That shit's expensive. I like it myself. I often go out in the woods and shit. I got booze with me. I bring salami along and fucking aluminum foil, big thick stack of it, and I snack on it. I said, why'd you use salami? She said, the men that I fuck that I eventually find, she said, I look for dick all day long, night and day, night and day. That's all I do for years and years. It never stops. It's not a joke. She said, when I'm out looking for dick and I found dick, they often weren't the best dick. And when I'd go down there to lick their balls and suck their cock, she said, their dick would smell like salami. That was meaty. Would smell like salami. I said to her, well, maybe they didn't bathe. It would smell like salami. So she put, so she made these salami dicks using a motel paper towel roll, the cardboard thing when all the paper towel's gone, or a motel or hotel toilet paper roll. She'd use that, wrap this fucking thing up in, sal- in fucking salami and lunch meat and fuck it. Can you imagine? That's the truth. That's not a joke. That's what you're facing. That's what you're looking at when you're looking at a woman. This is a no way to be a cut down or misogyny about females. I have three sisters, had them. They're all dead. One through the wind, went through a windshield of a car. They found her fucking body 120 feet from where she was. Went through the windshield. It sounds horrible, but also sounds funny. I mean, you wonder what they were saying as they were fucking traveling through the air at that kind of speed. You fucking know it all? That's what you got. Look what you did. Look what you did here. Flying through the air. Look at you, a torpedo. Your rates just went the fuck up, whore. Hang on a minute. I just saw a bitch run across my backyard. I just got a new M72 66mm anti-tank law rocket launcher. I'm going to take the slot out.
Sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Your rates just went the fuck up, whore. She used to make fucking dicks out of lunch meat. Can you imagine that there are women in fucking supermarkets right around you? Maybe even a 7-Eleven right around you. I think they're in all 50 states. And she's in there looking at lunch meat because she's going to make an impromptu on-the-spot dick. She's traveling. She's going to pump herself off. And she's going to make an on-the-spot instant dick. It's like instant coffee or whatever else. I'm going to make it right now. I can make it in the car. An instant fucking dick. Look at it. I'm going to fuck the shit out of it, man. You know, when I was a kid, this is no lie. I used to live in Delray, Detroit. That's a neighborhood. When I was a kid growing up. I think I found one of those things. I used to walk along the roads on the side of the roads through the neighborhoods. Over there, it was way down by the River Rouge steel plant and all that stuff. It was way down in Detroit when you could live there. And I think I found that. I used to walk along the roads. And along the sides, I'd find rubbers. I'd find fucking panties. I'd find one pair of panties after another. And once I found a pair of panties, and the entire crotch was blown out. And I held it up, and I looked at it, and it was blown out in a circular in a circular-like hole. I didn't know nothing about dick. I had no idea what dick was. I had no idea the appetite that a female has. An unending supply of vaginal lubricant. A cunt that clutches down on shit and pulls it in when it's in there. A cunt that keeps growing and growing as the dick is in there to adjust to the size of the dick. I used to walk along the roads in Delray, Detroit, and I'd find rubbers that were knotted off. I've brought this up many times in my conversations. Knotted off rubbers, can you imagine? With cum in it. Now, I ask you, who the fuck, which person knotted off? The bitch knotted off? I couldn't have done that ever. I have a naked woman in there with a cunt dripping all over my seats, and she casually says, I'll knot it off now? How can that be a woman? How can that be something alive that you want to be around? Find these fucking pair of panties. The crotches were completely blown out. A big damn dick. Even on one side of the leg of one I found, which is elastic, the opening for a leg on a female and her panties, the hole exceeded just the crotch area and blew out the elastic. That whole area was ripped out. She took a dick and dumped the panties. I found many pairs of that shit. Found all kinds of stuff. And I also think I found a meat, handmade meat, a lunch meat dildo. Handmade lunch meat dildo. I think I, I found that a couple of times. At that time, I thought, what is this? Was there a carnival in town? Did somebody order a fucking, one of those big elephant ears? A falafel? Is this something to do with that? Something they were cooking there in deep fried grease or something? It wasn't nothing like that. Some bitch over there couldn't get dick. She used her lunch meat in her kitchen, opened up the fucking frigid air, opened it up, make out the lunch meat, and made a quick dick and fucked it. And she can't have that dick around. Lunch meat contaminated, saturated with vaginal juices, sour straight away, goes bad, man. It starts to curdle and stink. I mean, it's bad. Lunch meat dick will instantly get bad. And if you leave it in the sun, forget about it. If you got any insects or anything in your fucking house, you don't have to call Orkin. Leave a lunch meat dick hanging from some lamp, some fan on a ceiling somewhere in your shitty house. Leave it in and you won't have a goddamn bug anywhere. Nobody wants that shit. I found all kinds of that stuff when I was living in Delray, Detroit as a kid. The panties were always the problem thing. I'd find them in bar parking lots. And I went in bar parking lots because I thought I would find money. I'm still looking for money. 
This is just a bigger bar parking lot that I have this kind of audience, this kind of reach. Still looking in bar, bar parking lots. Lunch meat dildos. Now that's twisted. Who could do that? What kind of thing could do that? And you're looking around, you say, man, I want, I want to get married one day, man. I want to get married one day. I want to be with a wife. I'm going to come home. I don't care if my life goes out the toilet. I don't care if I can't walk after 15 years in a factory. I don't care what it is. I just got to have a woman. My God, the freak you pick up will never tell you a thing she has done. Whoever you eventually marry, I have found her fucking lunch meat dildo on the side of the road. Honest to God, I found it. I found her panties on the side of the road. I found everything that your wife won't tell you, your future wife won't tell you that she has done. They're flying all over, man. Big bunch of dildos in the fucking thing. You know, I won't hardly ever get into a plane. And why won't I get into the plane? As you may or may not know, I have a pilot license. I won't get into an airplane because my friend who works on a commercial level told me that they have fucking special carbon scrubbers in airplanes that takes the stink out of the fucking fuselage or you couldn't live in there. You couldn't be inside there. Every chick in there is blowing a pussy fart out. And why is she blowing a pussy fart? 70% of the people in an airplane is a female. She's just coming back from getting dicked for a weekend or a week. And they're blowing all kinds of pussy farts out. You couldn't be in there. She's laughing and giggling, blowing pussy farts out, trying to hide it. She can't smell it anymore. Her nasal passages died when she was 14 years old because she had been fucking since she was 12. And now she's 23. It's gone. She can't smell shit. You'd have to have a hold of plate at fucking uh, like a alligator shit or fucking turtle shit in front of her nose before she would actually be able to smell it. He said they actually have scrubbers in there to get the stench of vagina pussy out of the fucking airplane that's not normal i don't care what anybody tells me none of this is normal that we have to put up with this none of this is regular this is what's going on this is what you're going to bump into this is what you're going to have to deal with hopefully with the tools i've given you and these recordings you'll know not to do deal with these kind of tools you'll ha you'll have these tools you'll be able to dole it out and understand it it's not that way with Norm Augustinus. That's me. It isn't like that. The chick already knows me because she's been listening to these recordings. When she shows up here at my house in upper northern Michigan, I'm in the middle of nowhere on 100 acres. She already knows my Bible. What is the Bible of me? You better not smell like you've been somehow in a car accident with a truck hauling a lot of fish. I don't want anything like that. You better be feminine. I'm not going to fight with you about women's rights and all that other bullshit. So that's what it is. It's all junk. I want you to be a female. I'm going to bang you till you're bull-legged. I might throw you out the fucking window in my kitchen. I've done it. We'll smoke dope all goddamn night, and I'll just keep banging away with you. Chicks leave my fucking house. They got this gold glitter all over their chest, all over their face, and their goddamn hair. And that's because I inject gold glitter into my ball sack with saline solution in a diabetic syringe. I inject it. I sit at fucking... I'm in, hang on a second. I'm in here in the dark in this room. Little tiny room in the dark. And I'm naked. My dick is out. And I'm using this char rechargeable flashlight. And you got to grind... you got to charge it up by turning the handle. And I can't see my dick now. See, my dick and I are partners in this. Uh-huh. 
Oh, yeah. There it is. There's my 15.5-pound weapon filled with bubbling cum, ready to fucking split some chick in half. Splitter seam right in half. I call my dick the Abraham Lincoln log splitter. That's what I call it. Because it'll split any chick in almost in unconsciousness. She comes to me with an attitude until she sees my stump. And then that attitude disappears and she knows what her real purpose is and life here. Come on, goddamn yard, they know what to expect. Because I understand the female. I spent 18 fucking months in Vietnam, two tours, this is no shit on a helicopter. I was a door gunner. I fucked more people 300 feet in the air than anybody on this planet. 300 feet off the air, that's where we used to hover. You go any higher, you're dangerous. Excuse me. <coughs> you could be dangerous. You could be shot down, shot to pieces. And I probably had, I'm not kidding you, I probably split the seams. I probably entered the gashes of probably 1,000, 2,000 fucking VC, uh, the enemy. And I just would take them up. They'd come up this rope. We had a dildo tied to the end of it. We'd drag the rope through the fucking forest. Two, three hundred clicks, fucking northeast of the Da Nang River. And they'd climb this rope and they'd fucky sucky. Ever hear that shit? That was true. They'd suck everybody off. The fucking pilot, the navigator, they'd suck me off. And then we'd throw them out the other side. I have a lot of experience on gash. And I'm telling you, as a gash kind of a doctor, this is what is going on in this country. Chicks walking around. When you see them walking around, it means they don't have a dick in them, right? And then you don't see them walking around, it means they have a dick in them. When you see them, they don't have a dick in them. When you don't see them anymore, they they have a dick in them. Can you see that connection? No see, dick in thee. Fucking see, dick inside thee. See, that's how it works. That's, they got a dick in them when you don't see them. Sitting next to you in a cubicle, how you doing, Jeff? How you doing, Glenn? What'd you do over the weekend? She's not telling you a goddamn thing. She was covered in cum. Covered in it flying through the goddamn air. She couldn't walk. She walked like a fucking four-foot North Korean with bull legs. She's holding on to a kimchi pot. That's how she's walking, and that's that's what she was doing. How you doing, Kim? What do you... Don't even ask. You know what she was doing. I'm telling you what she was fucking doing right now in this goddamn recording. Night and day, day and night. They're walking around looking for dick. That's all they want. I don't walk around looking for gash. Why would I? Why would I want that? The real thing of gash is there's a fucking fallopian tubes and all fucking kind of eggs past her goddamn... There's, it's packed with goddamn trouble. They come to you, they're presented. They're ready. You know why chicks dance? This is no shit. Because it shakes the eggs loose on their fucking where the eggs are past the cervix. There's all kinds of shit in there. The fallopian tubes, all of it where the eggs hang. It's like a tree. When they start dancing, the eggs start falling off. Once they fall off, once they make contact with their cervix because they've dislodged from their sexy dancing, it turns on this hyperdrive of sexuality. And that fucking cervix starts opening and closing. It wants dick. Her dancing's nothing more than that. You're getting turned on wow with a great dancer. She's just shaking 10, 15 eggs from her fucking tree, and there they are. They're at the cervix. Come get it, boy. Here it comes. Here's a, here, I got some dick. All kinds of chicks in a plane, man. You should be scared. 
she's in there. She's talking to you real interpolite. She's talking to you like distantly. How you doing? Yeah, my name is. Uh, where are you going to? I'm going to here. I. What else you didn't do? I'm doing going doing over this. I'm. I'm gonna fly out to Italy. I'm gonna fucking get some long pieces of bread, some big hard long loaves of bread. I'm going out to Italy. I'm gonna drink some fucking vino. I'm going to get me a nice Jago with a giant goddamn dick. And he might say, you want to stay here? You can get citizenship here. You'll suck my cock three, four times. You can stay here. Volari. That's what they're thinking. That's what's going on. But they fake it. They pretend it. This is a travesty. This is a nightmare. There are literally monsters in your fucking neighborhood everywhere looking for something that's 12 inches long and two inches wide. And they want to. They want that. And you have that, don't you? So I want to talk about something. I don't want to go into that that long. But I want to talk about something. And it's kind of, it might seem kind of odd. I have to try to, see, I talk these right on the moment. And I have to discover what my audience is. And I can kind of look into the microphone and I can see what my audience is. I can feel it. And I know if I can present this, if I can't present this, if I should pass on this, if I should not do this. I just know instinctively. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Over the last, I say it was two days ago. Two days ago. This is Friday. So that was Wednesday. Wednesday night, I was invited to go to this house by a woman. She left a sexy note on my door. As she put perfume on the note. I don't know if they still do that. This woman did do that. She left a sexy note and said, come on by. I'd like to, I'd like to kind of be with you and talk with you. And she left a little picture with the letter. I've never gotten that. And I thought, sure, you look like that. You don't look like that. You're ugly. You're ugly. Nobody wants you. You might have flat feet. I thought she doesn't probably look like that. But it was so intriguing. It was so perfumed, so well designed. I thought, okay, see, even I can be, I can be a sucker too. I mean, as much as they're dangerous, nobody knows why you still want to go near them. Nobody knows why you want to put your dick between their tits. Can't have them. Can't take them home with you. Nobody really knows why. Something, something, they just don't know why. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go to her house. It's not far from me. I'm, I live literally in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to go to her house. So I, I use a rubber. If she's good looking, I put a rubber on, a condom. I put a condom on, I, I pump her out with a rubber, no repercussions, got extremely fertile cum, I've had it tested, and this is no shit, I have one million parts per sixteenth of an ounce of jism, one million parts, that means active semen, it's nuts, if I came on some chick's face with that kind of powerful semen, the semen could get together and if they bonded together it would be like a creature, a big thing the size of a fist, that's how active my semen is. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to her house. Use a rubber. I use a rubber. If I have to, I'll knock her unconscious. I'll throw out the fucking window. I always carry this little portable baton with me. It collapses down, and you can pull it out. And it's filled with steel or something. You can collapse it down and then pull it out like a baton. So I thought I could use that. It goes in a little leather strap around my ankle, and you can slip. You just push it into this little leather, leather holder, and you've got that thing for safety. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go to her house. When I get to her house, a lot of other stuff happened between that. When I get to her house, 
I fucking knock on the door. One of the first things I do is when I get to their house, I hardly ever drive now. I walk. I even walk to the store, which is a mom and pop store, right near where I live in the middle of nowhere. It's down a dirt road in this field area, this wooded area. I got to walk down a dirt road and I eventually get to this mom and pop store where I had like this insane kind of pseudo affair with their own, with an owner's kid. We didn't fuck, but we did everything else when they went out of town. At the store, she locked the door, put the clothes sign up. Honest to God, I broke her head on a fucking mirror that was on the wall uh, for people, customers to walk by when I was playing with her cunt. I had three fingers in her cunt, and I was pushing them in and out, and her body was moving back and forth, and her tits bouncing, and I hit her head on the glass mirror, and she was almost knocked unconscious. One of the best memories I have, and I dream about going back there. I also fucked a woman once there that was digging through ice, bags of ice in an ice machine in front of the store. It was around Christmas. She was bent over wearing these, like a culotte or a short, and looking for the perfect bag of ice. And I realized now she was not. That was a setup for me. Probably was watching me go to that store. And when I went to the store, and her tail was out, and she wanted me to stick my 12 inches in her fucking tailpipe. And that's exactly what I did at Christmas time. It was at night. The neon sign was on the front of the store. It was one of the greatest fucks I've ever had because it had a bit of romance, which I thought I was repelled by. It did have some romance. So they get to the woman's house. When I get to the house, I knock on the door. When I come in the house, she closes the door. She says, hi, how are you? Good to see you. Man, I'm not bullshitting you. Maybe not to you. One of the best looking women I've ever seen. Now, I'm in the middle of nowhere, so what a waste that this prime piece of ass is in the middle of nowhere. All I can figure is that the dude's not around, and that's when I check before I knock on her door. I look for a big F-250, some pimped out fucking truck. I look for ice fishing spuds on the side of the house laying there. I look for fucking tents that maybe weren't put down that are, in, are the tent is camouflage tent. I look for that kind of thing, hunting boots and shit like that to see if there's any sign of a dude in there or is it a setup and I could get killed. I don't want to get killed because then I couldn't do these recordings anymore for you. And God forbid, I couldn't do that. It's all I got. It's all I have, man. I'm gripping tightly. And I know that you're gripping tightly onto me. Together, we're a real team, aren't we, fuckstick? So when I know that coast is clear, I knock at the door. She lets me in. She says, hi, how are you? Now, as I'm looking around, and I always look around, but I'm careful at how I look around. As I look around inside the cat, the kind of a cabin-like house, it's been added to several times. It's got a beautiful fireplace, and everybody up here burns wood in, through the winter. They get cords and cords of wood, big cord, I don't know what it is, four foot by eight foot or two and a half foot by eight foot by four feet high. They call it a cord of wood, and they deliver it to your house, and people get literally shitloads of cords of wood delivered to their house for the winter season. It wasn't so bad this year, though the ice fishing season was a washout, and I want to talk about running flaps. I forgot about that. I might not make this one with running flaps, the Indian who was helping me find the girl that drowned while she was with me while we were ice fishing. I hope to get to that. So when I come into her house and I look around, I can hear a bird, like a bird singing. He's singing, like a, I guess like a parakeet. And then I look around and I see him fly past me. Then I fly, I see him fly another place. And then he flies over to me and lands on my shoulder and she says to me, oh, it's okay, his name's Benny. He's, he's a really friendly parakeet. We've trained him since he was a baby. We hand fed him. And he, I stick my finger up, he runs, jumps on my finger. And I, I look at my shoulder where he was, 
because I'm sort of honored. I think, wow, I must have a good feel that animals can feel that. And I think, wow, he didn't, he didn't mind landing on my shoulder. When I look at my shoulder, there's bird shit all over it. I mean, not like this little Benny parakeet that she's hand fed. There's bird shit all over it. Like a fucking, like an albatross or something, shit on my shoulder. It's a big hunk there. It goes down my front, down the back. And when I go to feel it, there's shit on my fingers. And there's Benny. He's flying around. She doesn't seem to notice it at all. Now, here's where the, the problems start to come. Here's where the flaws are in even the most desirable object. Even the fucking Mona Lisa, the frame really is, is old and antique, antiquated. And there's all sorts of things that come with what you think you're seeing that aren't really real. So when the parakeet jumps off my finger, he flies away. She doesn't say a goddamn thing about the shit on my shoulder. It's coming down the front of my shirt going down the back of my shirt. She says nothing about it, which I would have noticed straight away. I'd have said, hey, look, there's shit on your shirt, dude. And uh, we got some wet wipes. I'm always fucking and eating my bitch out. I got some wet wipes here that we use on her pussy and her asshole before I fucking stick my 10-inch scud in her fucking brown eye. You want one of my wet, wet wipes? And nothing like that happened. Nobody came up, not her daughter, nothing. You know, the way to check to see if you have more trouble. If a chick has kids, they don't have pink nipples. Maybe you don't know that. If they have pink nipples, they don't have kids. If they got brown nipples and there's hair all along the exterior of the areola, that means they got fucking kids. And that's dangerous. That's problematic to me. I don't want some fucking kid come in when I'm fucking deep inside his mother or her mother's asshole. I just don't want that. It's uncomfortable. I look around the room after Benny shit on me. And, you know, it was so close to my ear, I heard like a, like when he shit, I heard something. I heard like, okay, I don't know if you could hear that. That's what it sounded like. Like that, like Benny's flap. Now, birds have flaps. They can shit out the same hole and an egg can come out the same hole. It's a flap. It shuts and closes depending on what it is, shit or an egg. It is a flap. So I, I look at her. Like, can you help me with the shit on my shoulder? There's shit on my shoulder. Can can you help me out? She doesn't say a goddamn thing. So I'm standing there with the shit on my shoulder, and I start to examine the room that I'm in, that I came in for. I mean, let's face it. I didn't come there to play cards with her or 21 with her, play dice with her or whatever. Fucking, uh, uh, what's that game you play with the thing on the floor? It's got all kinds of dots and shit, and you spin this little dial twister. I didn't, I, you know, there wasn't nothing like that that I kind of hoped for. I played Twister many times, and it's it's really great, except I use the Twister mat, which is made of vinyl. I wrap them up like they're fucking something at a taco place, and I bang them from the rear. You can't see their face, just their shitholes out, and you're banging them out from the rear, and you're clutching onto the vinyl wrapping of them. It's a really different feel. It doesn't feel like you're fucking a human being. It feels entirely strange, like you're fucking something else. And a change like that can be really good. So I look around, and I look at the lamp on my left. There's shit all over the goddamn lamp. I mean, the entire lamp, it's like a, a lamp made out of, what do they call it, bamboo. There's a shit all over it. And the holes where the bamboo has holes, where it's been weaved together, there's shit all plugging up those holes. I look to the right. There's four or five shelves of family photos. There's shit all over the glass of every family photo in a room. 
There's four or five frames. Some of them got a gold frame. Some have a wood frame, a dark frame that's been like painted black or stained black, and a real wood frame that's not been stained, silver frames, metal, plastic frames. There's shit all over the pictures. I can't even make out who's in the picture. I see feet in the picture. I see that kind of thing. I'll see the hair, if, if it's a close-up, on the person's face. I see the hair, but there's shit all over every damn photo. Next to that, she says to me, there's a shelf to the right of that. I said, boy, what a nice motorcycle. Let's call her Kim. I said, what a, what a nice motorcycle to the right of it. That looks like expensive. That take a long time. She said, that was my ex-husband's motorcycle. I can't even see the motorcycle. I don't know what it is. It's covered in shit. It looks like it was something nice once. The entire chrome engine is just globs and globs of shit. Like it was in the ocean too long and all kinds of scallops and shit and the crustaceans and things that stick on the bottom of the boats, barnacles. It looks like that is all over the motorcycle. I can see one handlebar grip and a little piece of where the headlight is, which has got a chrome decoration around it. But other than that, the entire motorcycle is covered in shit. When I see something move to my left, I look at it, and what I see is an, like a diorama. Is that what they call it? An air thing that moves around. It's hanging off a spinning fan, and it's this thing with all these little pictures on it, and it's it moves with the air. You know what that is? A wind chime? A di I don't know what I said diorama. A wind chime or something like that, indoor wind chime. And all the pieces of cardboard that have pictures on it, she said those were the disciples that hung around Christ. The 12 disciples, or I guess the 13 disciples, that hung around Christ, and they're all hanging from strings underneath the fan. Every piece of cardboard, I couldn't see Luke, I couldn't see John, I couldn't see, I couldn't see fuck on there because the shit was so goddamn deep. And how they were moving because the amount of shit, I don't know. Some of the shit hung off say like John or, or Luke, some of the shit hung off of it like a stalactite way past the cardboard picture of the 12 disciples of Christ that was just hanging that damn deep. When I look at the fan, the entire, it's like this, I don't know what they call a fan. It has gold trim around it. It's a famous type of fan, the Casablanca fan. I think you sell them at Home Depot. The whole damn thing where the air is supposed to come in and cool the engine of this thing, covered in shit. Just shit everywhere. And I thought, wow, man, the 12 disciples of fucking all that shit in the history of Christ, and there's shit all over it. I look at the fish tank to the left. She's got a fish tank. I've always loved fish tanks. You maybe like them too. For some years, I tried to turn a five-gallon tank into a saltwater tank. Now, it's impossible. It only lasts about a week because you can't balance the tank for saltwater fish, little bugs and stuff that balance the tank. As soon as one thing goes wrong, it goes out of balance and everything dies in the fucking fish tank, the saltwater tank. I had a puffer fish and I came home one day. The fucker was dead on the bottom of the tank because the tank went out of balance. He had these beautiful blue eyes. They were radiant. And he was looking at me. He was dead. He was like looking at me saying, why'd you let this happen to me? How the fuck could you have done this to me? I gave you so many hours of joy. And he was dead, and he was beautiful dead. But he couldn't survive in there because the tank became fucking hostile. It became impossible for any life to live in it because it was out of balance. It wasn't a freshwater tank, which is way easier to take care of. They don't go out of balance. They can go foggy to some out of balance, but not like a saltwater tank that has to be balanced so perfectly. When I look at it, she says, yeah, 
I got all kinds of salties in there. And uh, she said it. Uh, I said, you can balance that tank? She says, yeah, I have a 50-gallon 50 50 filter in the back of it on the bottom laying on the floor. I said, you can balance that? I said, what kind of fish are in there? She says, well, you can, you can see them. Look at them. I couldn't see shit. The entire glass of the fucking five-gallon tank was completely covered in shit. When I was a kid, they had a toy you could make with a sand. I don't remember what it was. It looked like stalactites, and you could make the sand creations. I couldn't see shit in there. Occasionally, I saw some movement, but it was covered in shit. When I asked her what the smell I was smelling, she said, well, that's the fish tank. But it wasn't a fish tank. When I looked at the light that was on top of the fish tank, it was covered in shit, and I could see smoke coming off the light because the light was overheating. It couldn't get in the air because it was covered in shit because of these parakeets. This one in particular, Benny, she said parakeets. I only saw Benny, who was became personal with me, tried to make friends with me. It was covered in shit. It was unbelievable. She had an urn up there with some dead people in ashes. They were covered in shit. She had a fucking little desk there. She said that had pencils and pens and paper. She said that's where I do my writing and pay my bills, whatever I have to do. The entire countertop, except for a small area. Now, she, listen to this. She has like a spatula, like an ice scraper, little tiny thing, portable ice scraper. And she scrapes away the shit where she has to write or sign something. But other than that, she didn't seem to notice the shit, which is really concerning. When I look at the floor, the floor's carpeting. The floor is carpeting. How could you not notice when you walk on the floor and hear all this crunching? It's like if I took Fruit Loops and covered the entire fucking floor of this house and walked on the floor to come to her to eat her pussy out, to fucking finger her fucking tits, maul her tits, to fucking thumb out her brown eye. If I walked towards her, all I'd hear is crunching from the bird shit. She didn't notice any of the goddamn bird shit. When I asked her this, because I literally walked to her house, I said, could I use the toilet? Now, I had a few fucking swigs of booze on the way there, and I puffed down some Peconning Paralyzer, which is 97% THC, and you get thirsty. I said to her, Kim, got a nice place here. That's how I am. I, I wouldn't try to deliberately hurt somebody. I said, Kim, could I use your bathroom? She said, yeah, sure. It's right over there next to the kitchen. Just walk straight ahead and turn left. When I turned left, then the fucking floor was still crunching. Down the hallways, on the walls, they were covered in parakeet shit. I mean, not just a day. Years and years worth of parakeets shitting on the walls as they were flying, probably blowing out like a projectile, like a weapon, like a bomb, and hitting the wall, splattering, and sticking there. When I went into the toilet, you know the toilet seat? It was covered in shit, except where your legs would hit and your ass might hit. But around the toilet seat, it was all shit. There was shit all over it. When I looked at the top of the toilet, she had about 50 tampons in a box, all lined up like little soldiers. These little tampons you jam in your cunt when you're on the rag, they're all lined up at, at ready for her to do it. They were covered in shit. When I looked in the mirror, it was covered in shit. When I looked at the sink and was going to wash my hands, it had shit all over it from the fucking parakeets. I opened up her medicine cabinet, and this is what I said to myself. There can't be shit in there. It's not possible. She can't be this loony, this detached, this fucking far away, deep in the recesses of her mind, overtaken by whatever grief or the, the day in and day out drudge of whatever she has to do in her life. This can't have shit in it. 
When I open up the fucking medicine cabinet, now none of this shit's made up. It's impossible to make this up. When I open up the mirror, I had to open it slow. And as I opened it slow, I didn't want her to hear me. I could hear crunching sounds like bones were crunching because shit was in the fucking hinges of the mirror. It was like an old style cabinet on a wall, medicine cabinet at a mirror. Then you pull it open and it had hinges. The hinges, the shit was embedded in the hinges. When I opened up the fucking cabinet, even her pills, she had Xanax, she had Tenormin, she had all kinds of pills in there. Even the bottles were covered in shit, which means she occasionally, when she leaves the medicine cabinet door open, the birds fly over that and shit inside of it. She had a goddamn laundry room, uh, the little chute. I opened up the chute as I'm coming back down the hall to see her. And I say, oh, you got a laundry chute. I haven't seen nothing like this. I know they were big in the 50s or the 60s. It's where you open the door and you're in the upper floor and you throw your laundry down there and then it lands into a basket. You don't have to carry the laundry down the stairs. They called it a laundry chute. There's shit all over the laundry chute. So I open up the laundry chute door and when I look in, there's shit all over the fucking laundry chute and a pair of her soiled panties, nice to God, might have been two. We're sticking to the side of the chute with parakeet shit working as adhesive, and I saw her stained crotch. I mean, that's everything you don't want to see before you start fucking and sucking. It's not good to see that. The crotch of her panties were blown out. Looked like she took 10 inches all night long from a guy that had 8 ounces of cum in his fucking bag. That's what it looked like. The wounds were there, the scars, the visible signs of impact were there, and the shit was holding up the panties. She didn't seem to notice it. When I closed that door, same damn thing. This crunching sound, because there was shit in the damn hinge. When I walked back down the hall, she said, would you like a drink? I said, yeah, sure, that'd be nice. She said, I got red and white wine. I don't drink wine. But she was so good looking that I thought, okay, I'm going to be a team player. I'm going to tell her I want the wine. So I said to her, I'll take the red wine. I once read that if you drink red wine, you spill it, or you move your finger through it, and it's on the counter and you're sitting there. You kind of move your finger through it suggestively. It's like your dick has penetrated her cunt, and the width of your dick has caused her to bleed or broke or tore some tissue, and that, like, turns them on. This is no shit. I read this years ago. I don't ever forget nothing like this yet. Because I hold on to it just so I can share it and spend it on, send it your way or anybody's way. As I'm sitting there, as I sit down on the counter, there's shit all over the counter. She's got these old fucking salt and pepper shakers. There's shit all over them. She pours me the fucking red wine in a glass. And I say to myself, please, God, let there not be shit on it. Just, now, the birds are flying all over my head. I'm sure shitting all over me. When I look to my left, I see shit on like where my elbow area is and I think well I haven't haven't really caught it when I look at my shoulder there's at least an inch of shit that goes down to the middle of my arm it's all shit I didn't even know there was shitting on me but there was shit everywhere and as she's pouring the wine into my glass I see shit along the length of the wine glass it's like a thin thing a quarter of an inch and in the base glass and there's shit on the bottom of the where you you know, you can put the wine glass down. There's shit on that. As she's pouring the wine out of the fucking bottle, I think I see shit in the wine coming into my glass. Parakeet shit. This lady didn't see one fucking thing when it came to these parakeets. I'm looking around in her kitchen, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. There's shit all over the fucking refrigerator. 
There's shit over these things. She's got these old wine bottles that are covered in canvas. They're all empty for decoration. There's shit all over that. She's got two drinking birds in there from fucking, I don't know where they are, the UK or something like that. Two birds and they got red bellies and there's a liquid in it and they drink and they move up and down. There's shit all over those and one is so covered in shit, it doesn't automatically go up and down. They're like perpetual motion machines, these fucking birds with long necks. One's so covered in shit, it doesn't even work anymore. So I'm looking at her, and I'm drinking the wine, and I can feel shit hitting my tongue. And I know it's parakeet shit. I don't know what you can get from that. Can you get something from that? I said, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. I'm trying to sift the wine through my teeth because I can feel the shit hitting my teeth, my molars, my fronts, my bicuspids, whatever you call them, canines. I can feel the shit hitting my teeth as I'm drinking the wine. And I look at her. And she looks really good. It's like there's hardly any shit on her at all. Now, I notice that my shirt is starting to pull on the left side. And the reason it's starting to pull is because the shit, now that, you know, you got, you got extra space in your shirt. The shit is starting to pull my shirt down because it's so heavy. I don't even see him anymore. There's just shitting happening all the fuck around me. I say to her, Kim, it's, it's a little cold in here. You like it cooler? She says, no, I got the heat on, Norm. I said, oh, you want me to look at it, see if something wrong with it? She said, yeah, you can look at it, Norman, but it, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I never had a problem with it. I get up and start walking on the shit that's crunching like Fruit Loops. I go to the thermostat. You can't even read the thermostat. I pull the cover off the thermostat. It's covered in shit. It's an old house. It has a mercury switch in it, and that thing is covered in shit. It can't, it can't be working. It can't be putting heat out because it's so covered in goddamn shit that she's unaware of. I say to her, "Is any you got any kids, Kim, or anything like that? She said, no, I don't have any kids, Norm. I said, oh, and I reach over to her and I start touching her neck and stuff. That's the quickest way to start fucking. Once you make physical contact with them, they go nuts. I saw the goose pimples come out. I touched her by her neck. And then I reached over and I pulled her left tit out because I wanted to see if she had any fucking kids, if she's telling me the truth. I pulled her tit out. And when I did, she closed her eye and made this like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like something like that. Like she was fucking yearning for the touch of a man like me, a big boy like me, 15.5 pounds of dick. And I'm thinking, this is the best walk I ever had. I just walked for an orgasm. It's like some fucking walk where you're on, you're trying to earn money for retards. It's like that, except I just walked for my own personal orgasm, and look what I got. I pull her tit out, as pink as could be. There's no fucking kids in this house. And as I'm looking at her tit, as I zero one on her tit, one of her parakeets, or two or how many, I don't know anymore. Shit on her big double D. There was shit all over her white fucking tits. They were big and bulbous. Fucking shit on them running down the side of the tit. And you know, I don't know what's the matter with me. Maybe I'm mental. Maybe I'm going mental. Maybe my mind is gone. I don't really know. But as the shit hit the tit, she kind of blinked her eye. And my hand was there looking at her nipple. I just reach for tits and cunts and stuff. I don't play around. I don't have time to play around. Neither, neither do you. Like they've been playing around. There's 3,500 abortions a day, man. Quit fucking around. Go for the tit. As I reach for a tit and shit, the birds shit on her tit. And I don't know what happened to me. I sort of like reached for the shit. was running and shit, yellow and stuff and white. I reach for the shit and I start rubbing the shit on her nipple. I don't know if this is part of the thing. I don't know if this turns her on. Now, I've never done that. 
I've never rubbed parakeet shit on a woman's nipple to turn her on, but it was particularly runny. And I start rubbing it on. It had white areas. It looked like sort of a cream. And I start rubbing it on her fucking tit, on her areola, and she was really getting fucking turned on. Never in my life have I done something like that. Never in my life have I experienced something like that. So I say to her, you want to go into the other room? I said, I brought all kinds of dope and shit, and we can party. You want to go in the other room? She says, yeah, but we can't use my room. And I'm thinking, thank God. She said, I have a guest room. The house once belonged to my mother, and I sort of shut the house down. And I've shut that door down. That's where my mother used to live. I said, oh, you got a, a house for free? She said, yeah. And I'm thinking, thank God, there's not going to be any shit in there. And as we're walking on this shit, this crunching sounds, that's all parakeet shit. I'm looking at my two fingers on my left hand, my pointer finger and my middle finger, trying to understand what the fuck I just did. I just used bird shit as some kind of lubricant, some kind of erotic salve on her nipple. And I'm a, I was a participant. I mean, I did that. So I don't, maybe I don't know myself at all. Maybe I don't have a real grip on what I am and what I'm capable of doing. She says, let's go into my mother's room. I've had it shut down. And I'm thinking mothballs and things like that. Mothballs, a picture of her mom and dad together, some of her old clothes in the, ca in the fucking inside the cabinet in the room and the closet or whatever it is. I'm thinking that kind of shit. Maybe there's a picture or a stuffed animal of her dog or a cat. I'm imagining that stuff like a normal person as we're walking in the shit. Normally, I'd have run from that. It's like an abandoned house covered in bird shit, crunchy as you're walking. But something about her grabbed me and pulled me in. These pink nipples and, and her, her blind, complete blindness in what was around her and what was going on, how the parakeets had dominated the house, how they were destroying the house. It's actually kind of destroying their future and not even being aware of it. Their end was near if they kept this up. Fucking social services and shit, that Department of Health maybe would would close it down the house, quarantine the house. I don't know. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go into the guest room, her mother's room. Can't be shit in there. Once she opens the door, I hear that same crunching sound because there's shit in the hinges of the door. When she opens the door, she said, I'll be have it ready in a second. I'm just going to do some tidying up in here. As she's walking around the room in the fucking mom's bedroom, I hear all kinds of crunching sounds, and I know she's walking on dried parakeet shit. When I come in the room, she says, okay, come on in, Norm. She already knows she's going to take the dick. I told you what they are. They're looking for dick. They're hunting for dick. They're on the prowl for dick 24-7. Why would I wait? Why would I do anything? Hey, you want to go in the backyard? You got a fucking deck out there? Let's sit out there in a the deck. You got a fucking some kind of tent out there? Let's sit on a deck. Let's have a hot coffee with peppermint schnapps. I don't care about that shit. I don't want any of that. You can do that afterward. I got a dick. She's got a hole. And let's, let's get to fucking. So she says, yeah, come on, Norm. It's all ready. She shows me the mom's bed. The mom has this old fucking bed sheet on it. What do they call those bed sheets? It's got a very, very old bed sheet that they used in the 50s or the 40s or the 60s. And when I look at it, I only see some partially as I turn the door and I think, oh, wow, we can fuck on that. Close the door, let the parakeets shit their brains out. And I'm thinking, you know, the food they must eat. How do you, how do you buy parakeet food like that? How, she must buy it in 50-pound containers or 55-gallon drums. How do you buy that? How do you keep that up? Running through my mind. I see a partial vision of the bed, the image of the bed, and I think, wow, there's no shit on it. When I get further in, the bed is literally, is it a chenille bedspread? That's what they call it. She told me it was a chenille bedspread. The bed's literally covered in shit. 
When I walk to the bed, all it does is crunch. When I walk over to her and I reach down to her cunt, she had like this little mini skirt dress on. Not a dress, like a mini skirt. And it was made of denim. I just reached down there and I start playing with her cunt and she was soaking wet. I don't know what happened. Her sex drive, her soaking wetness, her big nipples, the pinkness of it. Maybe this bitch is on to something I'm thinking. Maybe something parakeet shit makes you sexually a dynamo, extends your health, the nitrogen in it. I don't really know. I start playing with her cunt, and then I reach her over to the bed. We just kind of swing her over there. There's shit all over it. She doesn't even pull the dress down, man. She just pulls it up, flaps it up like a fucking sandwich bag. Like not, not the Ziploc bag, but the old sandwich bag. She could flip a thing over. She just flips her fucking dress over, gets it on four, and I pull my dick out. Because I heard the strings ripping. When I say strings ripping, the fabric. My dick is 15.5 pounds. It's not a joke. It's huge. It's fucking 13 and a half to 14 inches long. Once it starts to get erect, all kinds of threads will rip in my pants, rip in my fucking underwear, my briefs. Just start ripping. When I pull my pants down, she's in a fucking all four position on top of shit. I'm not kidding you. And I start fucking her. I put my dick in her cunt and start fucking. I jam all 12 inches in her, into her fucking stink star and into her cunt. And as we're fucking, you should have heard the crunching sound. Somehow it was bizarrely satisfying. As I'm fucking, no shit. And I pull my dick out. I'm not a person that keeps his dick in deep the whole time. I'll pull my dick out quite a ways because I want a long ways for it to go back in. I want her to feel the wrath of a staff like some kind of mystical man, like some person in the fucking occult that has this big magical staff, this big fucking thing. I pull my dick all the way out. While my dick is out, shit hits it from I don't know where. Wet shit starts bombardeering my cock when I've got a full pull back on it, and it's covered in shit. And I just bang her anyways. I'm thinking, this is kind of great. This is organic. There's shit on my dick. And when I bang her and push it all the way in, you hear this crunching sound. When she hears a crunching sound, she makes this ooing sound like, mmm, when it crunches. Like there's bones crunching or something. There's shit on my cock. There's shit on her ass where I'm holding her ass. There's shit all over her. She pulls her shirt up while she's on all fours. She uses one hand and pulls it back. There's her brassiere strap. I look at that, and it's covered in shit. Just covered. And I just keep fucking. I can't stop fucking. Yeah, there's shit everywhere. Yeah, there's a health hazard. Yeah, maybe these parakeets have fucking diseases or rare diseases, airborne illnesses, diseases, fucking asthma, cancer. I don't know what. But I never seen nothing like it. Every time I pulled my cock out, there was shit on it. Every time I adjusted my hand that was on her ass, there was shit all over that. You know that I kept my hand on each of her ass cakes, and I had one on the left, one on the right. And while I got my ass, my hands on her ass trying to steady myself, they get covered in shit. I held them there, I don't know, five, eight minutes as I was pounding away at her fuck hole. As I'm holding my hands on her ass, my hands completely become submerged, covered in shit. Just covered. Like I was being absorbed by the house. And somehow it was a turn on. Like I was disappearing out of, out of the world and I was becoming a part of the house, a part of this environment. And maybe I'd never come back. Remember pulling my hand off, shaking the shit off and hitting my other hand, trying to break it up. It dries really fast. Parakeet shit. Taking my right hand, breaking it off. Pulling my cock out. More shit hit it. Parakeets flying the fuck all over. It was really, really odd and unusual. Really strange. 
I look over to the left and I see what looks like a body. Like some kind of, like say you're in fucking some jungle and there's headhunters there. And they made somebody, they made an image of somebody like they're all crunched up, crunched out in a ball. And they're on their feet and their ass, but they're like crunched up in a ball. And they're like made out of wood. That's what the fuck this looked like. It was covered in shit. And I start to panic. And I'm thinking, was that somebody she fucked before, Kim? Is that some kind of effigy? Is it made out of wood? Is it artwork? Or is that some poor fucking soul who died covered in shit and I'm the next one? I'm going to lay next to him or maybe in the next room or maybe in the basement of this house and look just like him. I kind of got freaked out with that when I saw that part. I never fucked anybody that had made crunching sounds when I went deep, like crack, like cracking sounds. I never did that, going deep and hearing crunching sounds, seeing shit everywhere, seeing feathers in the air. I mean, shit on every goddamn thing you can imagine in the house. When I was in the bathroom, this is no lie, there was a douchebag in there, much like the douchebag I encountered when I was a kid. Somebody in the house I was living with had a very fucking powerful gun of stench. It was a douchebag in her bathroom covered in shit. There was a Pepto-Bismol puzzle laying on a sink, and it was covered in shit. I never fucked anybody. I mean, you should have heard us when we moved on the bed. It was just crunching sounds of shit as I banged this woman out. Yeah, it was repulsive at first. Yeah, it was scary at first. But I got used to it. But a piece of me still wonders. And when I came, you should have heard it. I came so fucking hard that I pushed her forward and heard all kinds of crunching because there was shit all over the headboard, dried bird shit. And I backed up like I was hitting a head, like some kind of impact. I backed up and I heard all kinds of crunching and I kind of went backwards into the wall and I heard crunching as my fucking back hit the wall in this old, in her old lady's room, her mom's room. It was really fucking creepy. There was a big picture of Bob Barker painted on the wall. Now, Bob Barker was big once, and he was on a show called The Price is Right. And I asked her about that. She said her mom was in love with that show, The Price is Right. And she had somebody she knew draw this painting of Bob Barker holding a microphone on the back wall. He was covered in shit. It was really creepy. The Price is Right. You know, but I came like I never come before. I shouldn't talk that way in this recording because this is a Madden show. This isn't fucking some kind of fruit show. It was really bizarre. I asked her if I could go in the basement when we were done fucking. She was covered in cum. When I flipped her over the bird shit all over her face, I like to finish off and save a load for their face, for their tits. My cum seemed to meld with the bird shit, the parakeet shit, and it was the strangest thing you ever saw. Like a monster was being created, a crustacean monster, a rock monster, something from fucking Star Trek of the 60s. I walked around a little more. I got used to the crunching sounds. She's had house slippers. When I put my feet in the house slippers, they crunched too. There was bird shit in there. I went down the staircase. Every step was crunching sounds. And when I went to the basement, it was covered in shit. She had a washer and dryer down there. There was shit all over the top of both of them. Her laundry basket was down there. There was shit all over that. Where the fucking end of the... The laundry, I told you they all had a fucking laundry chute. Where the end of the laundry chute was in the basement that led to the basket, there were all kinds of her soiled panties snuck to the end of the open laundry basket just above it in the chute, and they were hung there because of shit. Like some kind of horror movie, man. It was incredible. Maybe one day you'll encounter something like that. I had to talk about that. I had to get that out of me. I'm not even sure it really happened, but I know it did happen. I was fucking there.
And I went to her mailbox. She said, could you hand me the mail out of that? I'm not kidding you. It was on the wall next to her door. It was one you would pull the flap up. <coughs> when I guess some postmen still go to the house, the door. When I pulled the flap up, there was shit inside there and shit on her mail. My shirt was covered in shit. I thought I'd go downstairs. That's why I went down there and I'd use her fucking washer and dry. It would have been stupid. There was shit all over everything. I don't know how long she's had to parakeets, and Benny was nuts. He just flew around and shit. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We meet at the big clock in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey, bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, Recording. We lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini-lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus. And instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, 
We were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Angie, I have come up with a pamphlet for women that I believe will make me a wealthy man. I am hoping you will come back to me when I am rich. I miss driving my huge schlong deep into your fuckhole. Angie, big business women travel all the time. They are often in their hotel rooms alone, and they are working on big business women things and wearing business women pumps, and they are horny. They want dick all night long. Their snatch is on fire. It is hot and wet. How can something be hot and wet? It doesn't make sense, Angie. My pamphlet will be available at the front desk in every hotel and motel in America where a big business woman will check in for the night in preparation for her big business meeting. My pamphlet is four pages long and will cost $1.50. Inside the pamphlet are instructions and drawings on how a big business woman can make a dick out of lunch meat and a cardboard toilet paper roll. Angie, all a lonely, horny woman has to do is remove the cardboard toilet paper tube from the bathroom and wrap that cardboard tube with lunch meat. If there's toilet paper still on the cardboard tube, it is okay. Leave the toilet paper on if you want a wider dick or remove the toilet paper for a thinner dick. It's that simple. When they're done fucking the lunch meat dick, they can eat the pussy-flavored lunch meat or they can throw the lunch meat against the hotel windows in their room. I call my pamphlet How to Make a Lunch Meat Dick and Get Your Hungry Pussy Off. I am going to drive to every hotel forward slash motel in the United States and get my instructional lunch meat dick pamphlet on the counter. I will write again upon my return. You'll want me once again when I succeed beyond your wildest fucking dreams. Love, Norman. P.S. I stopped at my first hotel in Traverse City and I was putting my emergency dick maker pamphlets on the counter and I bumped into your big-titted little sister. We checked into a room and I wrapped lunch meat around an empty cardboard toilet paper roll I found in the bathroom garbage can and I fucked her with my lunch meat dick all night long. Afterward, we threw the putrid-smelling pieces of lunch meat onto the bathroom mirror and onto our room window, and then I gave your big-titted little sister a swirly while I banged her out from the rear. Attention, female guests of this hotel. This is Baloney Pony, your friendly hotel manager. Ladies, hurry to the front desk and get your emergency dick maker pamphlet for only $1.50. Gals, this four-page pamphlet is filled with instructions and diagrams on how you can make a meaty dick using ordinary lunch meat and a cardboard toilet paper roll. Written by renowned author Norm Augustinus, you'll learn how to ramp lunch meat around the cardboard thing left behind when the toilet paper is gone. Why sit in your room alone and horny when you could be fucking a pack of Oscar Mayer assorted meats? Nothing feels better in your cunt than real meat.
Girls, the pamphlet is called How to Make a Lunch Meat Dick and Get Your Pussy Off. Get one before they're gone and get ready to come all night long with this guaranteed orgasm maker. This has been Baloney Pony, the hotel manager. That is all. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.